Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. This is our town. Welcome. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 189 of Value Town. I'm Chain Man V, he's Gara, and we got our special guest, fresh off his win at HTT Fall, Language Hacker, joining us for the first time. How you doing, Language? Good, thanks. <laughs> Am I going to call you Hacker or Language? I get, we got to get this right, like right from the beginning. That's Maybe, fine, just be consistent. <laughs> we'll, we'll call you Hacker, how about that? Ha- hacker for... Uh, uh, sure. just the remainder of the show but yeah man congrats on, on the win and everything and thanks for coming on man you know i, I know a lot of folks were were uh, wanting to do the the gold rush thing so you know I was, I was like really grateful we could get you on given that you know the win was just this weekend yeah uh, thanks it's uh much appreciated it's been a uh, pretty much a world of events since uh since sunday and i'm trying to catch up on on life on work on basically everything <laughs> that i put on hold for a week yeah, yeah. I mean, that this is. I mean, that's what's great about the you know the, these type of stories, or at least Hearthstone in the competitive scene is really built on the fact that you know a lot of people can win, a lot of different names and different people can win. And you know, you've you've definitely been doing well for a long time, but I, I would say the general community didn't really know you very much, you know, until you know, this win. So um, you know, definitely happy for you. Uh, but before we get into all that, we're definitely going to get into interviewing with you know Hacker here. But Gara, how was your week? Good. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. I did a lot of IRL stuff. But, IRL, uh, IRL? like gym IRL or, or something other than the gym? Tell me. Yeah, I did. I did fun stuff. Okay. I did fun stuff, and I like the thing is like, as soon as Blizzard announces something, they usually do this like annoying announcement of the announcement, and then it's like you're kind of waiting for the nerves to happen, like before you get your motivation to play Hearthstone, like. Yeah, you know, like you play leather. I play leather. I was playing like today as well, but mm-hmm. you're kind of like waiting for tomorrow, right? Tomorrow the nerves are gonna come. Yeah, back. Thursday. So yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of waiting for that. Yeah. So it's kind of the limbo period, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why everybody's doing the gold thing, I think, today. So they're playing arena instead. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's definitely it, it's not too bad. I mean, it's better than them just announcing it like a week ago, and we have to sit here and, and oh yeah, definitely. Our time. Like like with the expansion, like it's yeah. like two months. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to you know, I guess talking to Hacker about just you know, I guess life right now. So. You you're working and competing, right? You're you're kind of doing the dual thing right now. Um, tell me how that is. Like, it, have you found it really tough to, to you know from the standpoint of getting points and not being able to travel to all these events like all these other guys? Uh, it's it's definitely a bit more challenging, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm sure they put a lot of work in, like probably more than I do, just because they have more time available. Uh, I know the guys who do it full time. I know Bloody Faces. Uh, he mentioned he quit his job earlier this year to pursue full time. I know a lot of the people on the on the tour are, are doing it full time, so it's it's kind of difficult to have to do the whole nine to five thing, then come home. Um, I still have motivation to compete because I'm just competitive by nature, but it's it it definitely takes a toll when you you're already a little bit tired, and then you get to start the prep work. Yeah, how much time do you think you spend? Like you know, when you get home and like, each week, how much time do you think you spend on Hearthstone? 
Um, let's see, like, uh, probably an extra 20, 30 hours maybe on top of a 40 hour work week. Yeah. Um, that would be probably just hard, like hands-on stuff. Whenever I'm not actually playing, like I'm doing other stuff, I, I always have uh, some stream up on the second monitor. I'm looking at HS replay in between loading things. Like, mm -hmm. So there's a lot more than just the, the hands-on stuff that helps me keep on top of the meta and kind of what's popular, things I should keep my eye on going into events. Mm -hmm. um, but hands-on stuff, probably 20, 30 hours. It yeah. varies week to week, too. Yeah, 20 to 30 hours of just basically prepping, right? Like, it's not streaming. That's... I would bet it's comparable to a lot of these other guys that stream or, you know, um, I mean, obviously not the guys who don't stream. <laughs> they obviously are spending <laughs> full time. If they're going full time, they're obviously spending, you know, 40 hours or even more on that. But, um, you know, 30 hours, that's a lot, you know, on top of a job. That, that's definitely pushing it. So do you have any um, aspirations to go full time or is this, you, you see this continuing as is? Um Well, I technically haven't announced this publicly, but I did give my uh, my notice in at work a nice. few weeks ago. Oh, oh no, uh, a few weeks ago. So you already prepared for this. Yeah, now okay. I look like I look like a genius at work because now I actually <laughs> I went yeah. and wanted. Yeah, um, dude. But yeah, I, I'm in January. I'm going to be full time streaming, competing, like being part of the community, and I'm hoping to kind of like build up going into it. I obviously can't do this full time now, but I'm going to try streaming like two, three times a week mm -hmm. uh, yeah. nights and try to take it from there. Yeah. I saw you tweeting it or I, I believe it was on your tw yeah, Twitter account that you mentioned you were going to start streaming or maybe it was the, um, it was on Reddit when you were, you were saying you're going to do an AMA or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Like, uh, you know, definitely make sure we get folks at least watching the show to, to, uh, you know, follow that channel. What, what is it just going to be language hacker? Is it just switch.tv slash language hacker? Yep. That's, uh, cool. that's me. Awesome. Um, yeah. So talking about, uh, just, you know, we'll get into the event itself in a second, but just generally HTT, um, what's your strategy been? I mean, has it just been more of a, a ladder type of, uh, ladder centric type of, um, again, strategy just because that's, you can't travel to any events or, um, I don't know. How have you been approaching it? Um, so I do the normal monthly ladder, ladder grind. I'm not the best ladder grinder. I must admit, I get really, uh, I think you can see from like the first day of the event as well. I get kind of emotional. So when stuff goes wrong several times in a row, I just kind of pick up and just leave my computer for a while. Um, which doesn't help when it's, you know, the last day of the season. Right. Um, I haven't been able to get like consistent top 200, top 100 finishes, but that's usually not enough to qualify. I mean, it, In NA, it might be sometimes, but I know for the other uh, regions, it's not. Um, so what I do is I try to get like good enough ladder finishes, and I do travel to some events, mostly America ones. Um, like last year, for example, I did uh, Austin, Denver, Atlanta, and Montreal, and so oh. uh, the Dream Hacks. Yeah. And this year, I've done Montreal and Austin, which I, I top aided, and mm -hmm. I'm doing Atlanta as well, which is mid-November. Yeah. Uh, so usually I, I i'm able to top one of those fingers crossed kind of knock on wood sort of thing and, and if i do then that helps a bit with the qualification yeah well you're in good shape now <laughs> you, don't yeah, have to now do, you don't have to do any of the other ones if you don't want to at yeah. this point so uh that no that's 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 cool i mean that's um you know obviously the the events will have a lot more you know on the line for you given that you can't go to as many but it's it's awesome you've been able to make that work um there you know there's more and more that are they're starting to pop up now you know in na which is really nice all the dream hacks you know we had the one in 
um, esports arena too, you know, or that, that's going to, you know, that was pretty nice. And, uh, it's really good. You know, I, I felt like before we, we didn't have that many, you know, in NA LAN event wise. And it was like yeah. really, really tough for folks, uh, to, to be able to participate here in the U S. Um, but you're from Canada. I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, if they weren't watching the broadcast or whatever, you know, you're Canadian and um, the Canadian team's in the top eight at BlizzCon too for uh, Hearthstone Global Games. Oh, so are you just, are you just going to 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 support the team then, or just kind of like you know, I guess give some oh. <laughs> some some <laughs> Canadian well, support? Since I've started playing Blizzard games, like I don't know how many years ago, like yeah. definitely more than a decade ago, me and my friends have been like geeking out, wanting to go to BlizzCon, and this yeah. year was like the first opportunity we've had. So, oh, okay, okay, so that's that's awesome, man. The very first BlizzCon is always the best one. It's like, I remember, Gar, have you been to BlizzCon yet or no? No. Oh, you still haven't? Oh, dude, man. <laughs> it's just low-key unbelievable. Yeah, I that's tickets. crazy that you don't haven't been. You need to go. <laughs> I even but... had three kids twice. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, one. yeah. But, um, yeah, so the first one, man, yeah, definitely. It's good that you don't have too much, anything. Do you have any much planned for BlizzCon work-wise or, or is it just mostly for fun? Uh, purely for pleasure, yeah, I might have to awesome. go hang out. Yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I've been checking out like what the uh, floor pan looks like, what the schedule looks like, but no hard plans on what I'm going to in yeah. terms of the. That's cool. Yeah, we got a bunch of just replayed like little events going on. So yeah, you're welcome to come and hang out with us too. Um, but uh, that's that's awesome, man. I, the very first one I went to too had nothing planned. It was just like just enjoy the event, and you know it still the best one obviously i've ever had or just the super memorable experience so um that's that's going to be uh really amazing for you um so yeah i mean you know i i think that uh you know pro probably good just to kind of start talking about the the event itself you know the one that happened this weekend HTT fall championships happened again language hacker ended up you know uh, prevailing champion here and uh, it was it was pretty interesting. You, you, I think by far the match of the the or at least the series of the the event for me was the one you had with Redman and the crazy Q block oh, games. Those were those were oh. epic games, man. So uh, why don't we start there? Like, how, how did you? Um, well, with your lineup, you know, actually, let's just start with your lineup first, and we'll we'll go into that that match. But um, going into the 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 event, what was your prediction on on what um, everybody else was going to be running, and um, you know, and, and how you made your decision on your your lineup? Okay, so going uh, looking at all of the playoffs, um, well, at, at least the most recent one, we saw that there was a lot of um, a lot of everything. Honestly, there was a pretty decent mix at, at uh, the American playoffs. Um, but an interesting to no thing to note was that people who brought like control decks and there weren't that many, but those like odd warriors, they performed super, super poorly. So I didn't expect to see that much control at, um, at, at the championships. I expected to see some aggro uh, and maybe some like anti-control decks. There's not that much else outright out there right now. There's no like, you know, quad combo deck, quad mechathune sort of thing going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's really only two major types of lineups. Although Hatul, however, was one who did bring a, yeah. I would guess, as close to a control lineup as you can consider. Um, so I, I kind of prepared to face aggro, so tech against that. But I, I wanted to be able to beat the rest of the field, which is just good decks or, or quote, anti-control decks. Yeah, I mean, I think it was generally a good read, right? I mean, I think that folks... Um, either did bring an aggro deck or, um, 
I mean, definitely not a control deck. Like you said, at all. I think was one of the only only ones, and you know, lots of you know, uh, lots of things in between. I mean, I, th I think you know, your lineup was similar to a lot of others too. I think the biggest difference was the druid. I, I think people either brought Malagas druid. Well, they brought Taunt Druid and, and uh, you know, depending on that, as well as the Warlock, too. You know, we, ha we had a lot of Zoo Warlock or, or even Warlock, and I think the, the Zoo Warlock really, really did bad this weekend. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people got reverse swept or, or really struggled trying to, to win with that, that deck. So um, it, it, was, it was interesting to see how that played out. Um, so what do you think was the, the key deck for you in your lineup, like that ended up performing the best for you? Um, well, I, I want to preface this by saying I haven't looked at all the stats yet because I'm mm -hmm. still trying to catch up on sleep yeah. and work and everything, yeah. but I believe my Shutterwalk was undefeated the whole tournament. I didn't see you lose with it, so <laughs> I, um, I wouldn't so doubt I'm it. I'm going to say Shutterwalk Shaman. Um, I, I rolled pretty well with it, I must say, but I, I think I made some decent plays with it. Um, I think there was at some point, uh, the HSC Sports tweeted out kind of like the, the, the three most, the, the three mm -hmm. highest win rate decks yep. at some point. Yep. and I had three of those decks, and I think <laughs> well, that, correct, I mean, that's the correct decisions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so Taunt Druid had an incredibly high win rate, something like sixty something, sixty-seven maybe percent. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think three people brought it: myself, Sinto, Lol, and Moyen. And Sinto, Lol, and Moyen's lineup—they uh, actually made a very similar read to what uh, I did on, on the meta would be for this tournament. They've yeah. also brought Taunt Druid. They also brought Shutterwalk Shaman. And they brought death. Uh, no, no, not the Thrill Hunter. What was the fourth deck? Odd Rogue. Odd Rogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the difference between our lineups was that I brought Death Rattle Hunter and that they brought Even Lock. But the uh, the idea of the lineups were pretty much the same, even though we had different tech cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt bad for Sinto having to play Saiyan. That was like oh, was so heartbreaking. Uh, I yeah. to see both of them, oh, or have to play each other. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Sinto in a in a different different bracket there. But um, uh, oh, okay, that's. Yeah, I mean, Odd Rogue did super well too. I think generally in, in the um, yeah yeah Odd Rogue. I think Quest Rogue even did well too. I I, I believe Quest Rogue I think surprised yeah. me. Yeah, it surprised me how just how well. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk. You know, we had um, Fino on like uh, was it last week or the week before. Yeah, and it was last week. Yeah, and he was just saying how Quest Rogue just beats everything. <laughs> like I mean, whatever you know, most of the even the aggro decks that that people think are are, are uh, you know just definitely favoring the aggro. Good. Except Tempo Mage. Thank God. Yeah, Tempo yeah. Mage is the only <laughs> deck. Yeah, and there are very few people brought Tempo Mage. Yeah, I think it was just like Island Cat and yeah, Island Cat and um, uh, uh, Kamio and I. Trunks? Oh, Trunks too. Yeah, Trunks yeah, too. I think three of the Chinese players brought the uh, the Tice lineup. Yeah, exactly. Then that one was like the one you were, you were most prepared for, since you could just ban probably like this like Trunks has a Malagos Druid. You could really just ban that. And, that's and, that's yeah. the funny thing actually. I didn't expect as much Malagos Druid. My really? my thought process was that in playoffs it wasn't that prominent. Like it was yeah. there, but it wasn't like the the most brought Druid deck or anything. Mm -hmm. So I made the read that there would be not as much Malagos Druid here as well, because from what I know about Malagos players, they if if they think Malagos Druid is the best deck, they're going to bring it to everything. Yeah, and yep. it didn't seem like they were bringing it to playoffs. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're not going to bring Malagos. So I cut ooze from all my decks and kind of <laughs> take more for aggro. Yeah, and then I, I faced I faced the an uh, a high number of Malagos. Yeah, Druids you did. Yeah. 
But you got, I mean, you got through a lot of them. I mean, you know, definitely takes a, a little bit of, I would say, a little bit of luck in terms of when they draw the right cards. Because Malik is true. If you, you draw the cards in the right order, it's just over. <laughs> they can't yeah, do anything definitely. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so anyways, let's, let's get to that match. Let's get that match with with uh, Renman right. and uh, Gar. I don't know if you caught this match, but it was... Renan brought Q-Block. He's like one of the few people that actually brought Q-Block. And um, I think the first match you had was Q-Block versus Warrior, right? And that, I think that was like a real, real... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't oh, no, not a Warrior. Hunter. That. Sorry. Hunter. Yeah, it was yeah, Hunter. Yeah. It was a really, really tight match there. Cuban Giants and I mean, I mean, and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Um, but then it was the Taunt Druid versus the Q-Block that was wild. And that uh, match was... <laughs> How many, how many, uh, um, gosh, man, how many spiders did we have that game? That, uh, that was seven or eight, I think, man, there I were, think there it were was a lot more than that. I think it was more than that. I think it might've been 12. It, it maybe, was, maybe on his side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hydronox cigar. There were like, there were like 12. Like, yeah, so you think you had eight by yourself? No, 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 no. I meant in the game in total. Okay, yeah. Um, no, but I, I, think, I, I, yeah, I think it was more than that. I think it might've been 10 or 12. But it was it was wild, man. It was really insane, and uh, I think in the end, Renman ended up taking that one, right? Um, yes, I conceded. Yeah. I think a bit too early, actually. I didn't realize until the next set that I I, I might have had a board clear. Oh really? Um, okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. That's fine. I, it's yeah. Twitter notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, on, honestly, that matchup's really really interesting to play. It's super like intricate, and it's funny that it came up because when Tondroid was first kind of created i don't know how many months back it was at a point where q block was actually uh popular on ladder so that matchup happened a reasonable amount of time um so i I kind of knew it uh already although i I had played it more from the q blocks perspective Mm -hmm. so i knew right from the start and i assume renman knew this as well and he played like this he he kept his one faceless and talgram for my cube Mm -hmm. after i witching hour and hadronox and uh he faceless or he, he either faceless or tell around the cube or maybe both at some point and then just like packed the cube to get the hadronoxes out and then yeah. packed the hadronox to get the taunts back and then it was just <laughs> it's just insane yeah, just insane amount of taunts yeah 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 that, that was i love those games because like we never get a chance to actually see you know those kind of permutations often um, and you know, maybe that you guys, the players might, might see it more, you know, running into it, but definitely not on broadcast. We don't get a chance to see, see that type of, uh, the game. So, um, you know, one of the things you said in your interview, you know, that we noticed was that you wanted to face, you know, just saying again, and uh, you know, most people think that's crazy given that you know, just saying is arguably the, you know, has been the best player in the world, you know, the last uh, couple months now. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Let me explain that a little bit more, you know, that maybe a little bit more than the inter- interview. Uh, okay, sure. Um, the first thing I want to point out is that, um, so b- before we actually went to the uh, event and everything, they sent us a bunch of emails we had to go through about uh, submitting deck lists, kind of filling out um, a sort of like interview form for them mm-hmm. to kind of let them know a bit more about us, stuff they can talk about on, on stream and like make those like funny player cards you saw yeah. that <laughs> being tweeted out. Um, and normally... When, uh, from when I've spoken to other players and myself, when we fill those in, we kind of just, you know, write funny meme stuff that the, that the audience is going to love. Um, and I thought it'd be funny to say, oh, I just want to face Saiyan again and, like, you know, get a, get a rematch. Yeah. And they, uh, they played that up a lot more than I expected. 
I wasn't really I meaning. Can, oh, I can yes, see it. No. You know, it's like okay, I got to beat the best to be the best. You know that 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 whole storyline, yeah. right? But apparently, there's it, definitely it's some not. Truth it. Okay, there's I, truth. I, I, I did want to face him again, um, as long as it was after the world's qualification already, <laughs> which fortunately <laughs> enough it was. Uh, yeah. We 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 both got into worlds and then we faced in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, you know, definitely the congratulations to the other three guys that made it through. Just Saiyan, Blood Trail, and Bloody Face. And because Saiyan got through, I don't know if you guys remember when Saiyan was on and, you know, we were talking about it. We were even talking about when Tyler was on, what, like, them getting through or, you know, Doc Rivius too. Uh, is that because Saiyan got through, Muzzy is through, right? Like, with Last Call. Because he, I think he has such a lead. Like, he and Saiyan have such a lead on the next, the third place person that um, mm -hmm. he's pretty much guaranteed to get through. And um, kind of heartbreaking for Tyler, to be honest. Like, Doc Rivius and Tyler were in the same position as, as just saying in, in Muzzy, and neither of them got through, which was like a you know, big bummer so, for them. But no, they have to fight for number one. Yeah, one of, them, one of them will have to fight for it, or unless there's they get still through. One more, one. But there's one yeah. more player. Yeah, mm -hmm. there, there's still one more season. So, um, sure. yeah, definitely a chance there. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, one thing that somebody posted recently was just the, the viewership, too. You know, something I, you know, I uh, was talking to Gar about a little bit because I've been wondering, you know, one thing that's come up on, on previous shows is just like, you know, I, just the viewership. You know, I, I never really thought the viewership was that great for HCT, you know, and and I, I don't really feel like they they mind, you know, like they haven't really done anything, I would say, to really try to boost viewership, you know, in terms of product, just anything that they're doing in production and, and whatnot. So it always made me wonder, like, just how the the productions do in china you know in, in other countries so we you know we, we get a good look at this you know esc -E uh, you know had a graphic on this and uh looks like the overall peak was two hundred forty one thousand viewers which um you know a lot of it was obviously the, the chinese stream you know like i guess the peak for chinese was 197,000. that's a lot you know that's still more than i thought like i i did i I didn't realize that there was that many people, you know, that many Chinese audience, given that the English I mean, audience, audience is always it, like 20, 30,000, something like that. It makes so so much sense when you look for, um, at the Chinese production and the way how they promote Hearthstone in China. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't surprise me that it's like so much bigger in China than anywhere else. Yeah. We do so little. So do you think this is actually big? I mean, do you think... Um, 241,000 is, is, you know, pretty healthy for, you know, uh, just a, an eSport event, you know, like a, a Hearthstone event. How's that sound? I mean, that sounds like a lot. Does that sound like a lot to you, language? 240,000. The, the one statistic I remember, it was maybe like a year ago at this point. I, I know they tweeted, uh, Hearthstone tweeted out that they hit, you know, some million, like, unique accounts or something. Yeah. So when you, it's, when it's, you compare it to that, it seems a little small. I'm not also, sure. Also, if you remove the Chinese viewers, like how much do the Chinese viewers matter for like Europeans oh, or Americans? Well, in terms of like interaction. Well, I like, mean, the Chinese viewers for any esport is huge. You know, like every one of them, you know, League of Legends, you know, LCS, Overwatch League, the, the big, you know, the large chunk of the viewership does come from China. You know, that's why that's why we only see like two hundred, three hundred thousand, you know, for LCS, but then they announce numbers that are in the millions, <laughs> you know. The million part of it is cleared because there's even more people you know, triple that, you know, watching it from China. So um you know, I, I think that you know, most of it comes from that. And so I I don't I don't think that's very unique to this 
uh, Hearthstone at all. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, anyways, I'm, I'm just one. You know, I, I think that it's decent. You know, well, do I, you I, think, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's decent. I mean, I, I think that's just. I think it makes more sense as to why they they don't seem to be. I mean, actively changing anything with their broadcasts. You know, I feel like they're they've been doing the same thing now for the last, you know, two years. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's much change from last year. Yeah, it's quite surprising, right? Because mm -hmm. there were like so many tournaments going on with all the ACT stops, like pretty much every single weekend, mm -hmm. that people caught onto it that okay, this one event, the broadcasting is special compared to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. And we gotta watch this. Move, one. move your mic a little closer. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean I I think that the games helped out too and you know, just having some storylines with uh you know, just like with Saiyan, obviously doing super well going into it, and Tyler being a popular streamer too, being part of it. I think that was that, that was. I think that's helpful. a huge part of it. Yeah, honestly, like when Dog was playing, if you remember, oh, yeah. last mm -hmm. playoffs, so much more viewers. Just everyone wanted to, you know. I mean, remember when Kalento like was in, you know, one of the season ones, dude. It was huge, <laughs> like crazy huge. Especially, especially yeah. like now with the same storyline, like the yeah. build up. Yeah. And we were like talking about saying every week and everyone is talking about saying every week, like the casters and everyone like best player in the world and he's winning back to back and then people want to see, is he going to make it? Yeah. And he did make it. So I'm pretty sure that helped quite a bit to boost viewership as well. And then we have language slay the, <laughs> slay the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, I have to, you know, I think the last matches I have to say were a little, a little anticlimactic. I feel like uh, they're pretty one-sided. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, felt the same uh, way. Yeah, yeah. The, the draws were definitely there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I quite a few of those games. The the bloody face one was actually, I would say, almost a bit closer. Obviously, the last game mm -hmm. it was kind of a, yeah. a a blowout, the hunter versus the rogue. But uh, the first game, the the zoo versus druid was very close. He came out on top. The second game was also a little close, but he didn't hit the vile spines. Mm -hmm. Third game, which was my Shutterwalk versus Otterog, was also very close. So I would say the Bloody Face uh, set was actually really close. It just yeah. uh, happened to work out my way. I think just in the same one, it ended a bit too quickly. Yeah, yeah. And but that's that's Hearthstone, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, we, we just gotta hope. So I mean, obviously, as a player, you know, you hope to be on the on the side of of you know that, that you were. I felt like you were on a few a couple times this side, but. Um, you know, it's going to happen sometimes. And as a viewer, we want to see both of you guys draw well and then kind of go against each other and see how it, how it plays out. But um, it was actually funny the um when they were doing like they had post game interviews for both players after every single set where they take us backstage and be like, "All right, now that it's fresh in your mind, how did it go? What went wrong? What went right?" And uh, what, what's sticking with me is that the the game, the first game against Bloody Face, when it was my Tantra versus his Zoo Warlock. We both had like incredible hands. Like he mm -hmm. had the Kelsa yep, and yeah. on the yeah. doubling imp, and and my hand was like wild growth, open summons, open summons. <laughs> and the casters, so we um, we are we're pretty close. So the players were pretty close to each other on the stage. So like if we do like you know turn our heads in the right angle, we'll, we'll see each other. But we were both super focused on the game, and uh, the interviewer was telling me that both of us saw our hands, and both of us were just grinning on either sides of the monitors, <laughs> like oh this game's gonna be good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah nice nice yeah i remember that game that was a good i mean the casters were kind of playing it up too and it, it uh yeah you won that game right no oh no, you no, didn't he, uh, oh i thought uh, you ended up winning that game okay yeah 
Um, but uh, yeah, so overall, I think it was a super entertaining, you know, event, and um, you know, looking forward to to the next season. And um, yeah, I guess not too much more to say to wrap it up. You know, I, I think that uh, the new season starts uh, like right now, right? Like this current month is going to go towards it. So you know, good luck to everybody in that in that regard. Um, before we move on, we're going to definitely talk about balance changes next. So I know a lot of folks are waiting for that. And uh, but before we do, I just want to give a um, a shout out to our sponsor this week, which is ZipRecruiter. Those of you who aren't familiar with ZipRecruiter, it's a uh, it's a job site. And you know, you know, Vigara, you know what's not smart, you know, just in life, it's you know, like making the lottery the centerpiece of your retirement. Except for now, guys, I don't know if you guys are looking at the lottery. Or do do you guys have a lottery in in Canada and in in uh, Germany? Like, do you, do y'all do that sort of thing there? It exists. Does it exist? Yeah. Does it exist in Germany too? Dude, right now, our Mega Millions is like a billion dollars right now. No joke. It's gotten up to, it's going to be a billion dollars on the next like draw. So, but typically what's not smart is making the, you know, your lottery centerpiece of your retirement. But, uh, uh, you know, what's also not smart is when you, you're needing to hire people and you're just kind of waiting for the right candidates to apply to your job or, you know, you're having to search through a ton of wrong resumes and things like that. Well, what is smart is if you uh, you know if you actually start using ZipRecruiter, and you can go you can zip, use ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash ValueTown and sign up for free right now. And what ZipRecruiter does is, is like it aggregates up from a bunch of different job sites, and it um, you know allows you to to be able to just go to one place and be able to to scan through thousands and thousands of resumes and candidates, and then it recommends you like the best ones too. So um, you know it's the number one employer. Uh, it's the number one site by employers in the U.S. and uh, you know it's clearly for a reason because of how good it is. So um, you know definitely check that out. And again, you can go try it at ZipRecruiter.com slash ValueTown and try it for free. Uh, yeah, ZipRecruiter definitely is the smart way to hire. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, balance changes now. So um, big news, and this is the big news that Gar was referring to before, is that. Um, you know, they finally announced some changes. <laughs> I'm not sure why they did. It was a re in, uh, in reaction to our our uh, complaints or whatnot. But they did, decided to change something, thank goodness. And uh, they decided to change three cards, which, um, yeah, kind of interesting. And you would think they would have been Druid cards, right? Like, Druid's doing so well, but... No, you know, Giggling Inventor obviously played in some Druids, you know, Token Druid or something, but um, for the most part, they weren't very Druid-centric. So we saw Giggling Inventor, the uh, the mana cost is from 5 to 7. Mana Worm from 1 to 2, the mana cost. And then finally, Aviana, uh, cost went up from 9 to 10. So all, all mana adjustments. Um, all right, first reactions. And then we'll, we'll kind of dig into, you know, what we... Uh, think about these and and you know uh, what might have been missing. So Gara, first reactions to these three changes. The first thing that came to my mind is your tweet at Play Hearthstone <laughs> when you said like the, you did like some funny meme word combination with giggling in mental yeah, health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I giggle. I can't uh, yeah, believe. Yeah, I actually can't believe that. <laughs> right after like the only st statement about like Leda was basically or or the only card they really mentioned as a card was like. A why Giggling Inventor is a good card to have in Hearthstone, and two weeks <laughs> they later changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this really can you believe you hire like a group of people you pay them a monthly salary and th their only job is to balance hearthstone and this is what i come up with after months of work <laughs> this is so funny to me dude like yeah. th there's no do you think they have an actual balance team like that they are paid to 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 do this like what we well, see of course. Here. i mean you mean to recommend this change, or, or what do you mean? Like, oh, like, they're, they're, like that are working on it. They're, they're play testing and looking into data. they have testers. No like, question they have, like, four or five guys that are testing. But no, this no this looks like something, like some, some, some janitor or something did after, like, okay, dude, the community, <laughs> Jeez, the community is angry. Like, we said there's no balance changes. <laughs> and now they want to see balance changes. We're going to give them something. Like, like all these changes, like if, if you want to go more into detail, the, the way how these cards are nerfed is so bad as well. It's not like just I, the, the, yeah. the choice yeah. of cards. Okay, it's only two cards. Like, do we want to talk about the Kuhn change? Like, we can talk about the Kuhn change first because it's the least relevant one. But you mean the Aviano one? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Aviano Well, one. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very relevant wild change. Like, super relevant in wild. But wild is so broken like there's so many broken things in wild like this doesn't really change anything let's be honest for a second it changes this <laughs> deck this deck is insane though i mean you haven't played but there's so enough. many like you can still <laughs> otk you don't need this man like, <laughs> okay. like there's still emperor it's like cool story bro like, sure seriously. sure okay but sure. it's like this is the only white what was the last white change um, it was it was, it was the other one that was bad, right? Which was Naga Sea Witch, maybe? yeah, Naga Sea Witch. But that was... was like a year ago or something, and no, now yeah, this like what like are they trying ago. to show us like... with this change? Like they care about wild balance or something? I don't know. It's like what? well, I yeah, know. they do care. <laughs> Obviously, they care a little about wild balance at the very least, right? It must so, be this must yeah. be such a broken deck, like that you just it is. Them. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it is. But there's so because... much. But you can still do it, though. You can still do it. No, it's much harder. By default, you could do it with, with the okay. you know. Like, it's a little so bit harder, but yeah, there's still like. Can you imagine like Druid in Wild? Like Druid in Standard is it's just not the game, people. But in Wild, you have like twenty options. Yeah. Well, well, you can't. What's crazy is in Wild, you're using these uh, these other cards that aren't even used in Standard, which are you know like the the psych the psych melon. And then um, the Star Aligner, right, for a while was like a crazy, you know, it's probably still good. So it's just like, oh, man, it's it's wild, man. It, it's literally wild. Yeah, but, wild. Literally. but like, <laughs> yeah. So you expect like a list of cards, like like yeah. if you care about wild, you, you expect like 10 cards or something. I don't know. Like seeing this one random, especially people like really, there's like really this like I'm bored by, by standard leather wipe going yeah. on so you really want to see like a bunch of changes right it doesn't necessarily even matter i mean i think this would have been fine if there were just more yeah. changes right like this would have been completely fine if there were like five changes you know six changes or something like that it's just the fact that there are three it makes you think that oh this must have been super high priority right <laughs> versus a lot of other stuff you know and and that's that's why it probably feels feels so crazy but also like when you play leather for the in the last two months the two cards that come do not come to your mind that you want to see changed are kind of like mana worm and giggling. Giggling is like okay, giggling doesn't oh, come even on. See We've that. been talking about giggling for yes. I mean months yes, yes. now. That's that's not yeah. true. No, we, like, we 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 
I said like the cards that keep giving me in check are like MC Tag, Bl uh, Blood Knight, and um, Mossy Horror. Yeah. And this is why Giggling is not played in most decks. The only deck where Giggling is a core card is Queststroke. It's the only deck, but yeah. the only counter deck to Queststroke is Tempo Mage. The real counter deck, like a hardcore counter deck, is Tempo Mage. It's like the only deck that kept the deck in check. So if you have Giggling. But you you destroy Temple Mage. Temple Mage is hundred percent unplayable. Like, why do you give Mage a, a seventh two drop? Like, it makes no sense. Like, why not change yeah. the stats of Mother Worm? Okay. But yeah, we can get into yeah. this as well. Like, uh, like the how they change the card, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I saw some great like Epic's White making like this huge threat about how stupid the changes. It just doesn't make <laughs> sense to change Mana Worm to a two mana card. Like, it is a basic card. Like you. Like, how do you build future mage decks? Like, you have, like, six two-drops in your basic set as mage. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely logical. You kind of have yeah. to, like, make Hearthstone uh, start from two mana now, like, like similar, like, in Artifact, well, because there's no more one-drops. I mean, you have to read the reason they gave. I mean, the reason they, they, they gave for changing mana war is that they, they wanted to be able to start printing better one-drops, and they felt like they were limited. But, Hacker, what, what is your general thoughts? Just general thoughts on, on the three changes. Okay, so general, not detailed. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it seems a little bit reserved. I'd say the changes. The, sorry, the quantity of changes seems a bit reserved. The quality seems a bit over the top. Like, uh, like Gar was saying, Manowar being a two mana is just like, what? Why bother? You know, like, and and especially yeah. without any one drops that are available to mage, except for like. What like Mekaru now, which you're not really gonna run. <laughs> like, yeah, Mekaru, yeah, not the greatest one drop, but it's not it's not terrible, but it's not not great either. Um, Similarly, like giggling, it's not it's less of a giggling nerf and more of a quest rogue nerf because, uh, like I said, with all with other kind of counter cards showing up, giggling doesn't really show up in that many decks except for like exactly token druid and quest rogue, and even in token druid, like you take a giggling inventor, they'll probably still be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and I mean, they even said that they initially tested it at six, yeah. and it still was being played. I mean, they they still felt I, like it would be played, and I'm like, like another reason okay. for that too is is possibly that at six mana you'll start seeing it like as a, a, even a, a strong yeah like you'll see it in like even lock or something, and maybe they're concerned about making even lock stronger, so seven seemed like a safer nerf. I mean, they could have just said that though. You know what I mean? Like. They yeah, didn't say I, that, like, which is surprising. Um, do, do you think that Queststroke is unplayable? Because all the Queststroke players are saying Queststroke is unplayable, but when you destroy mm. Temple Mage, like, you take it basically out of the game, and all you changed was Giggling. I really don't, and this meta will obviously slow down. I can't see Queststroke not being playable. Like, I know how strong, but I, I don't it, know. It might switch to something... I don't want to say a bit more cycle heavy, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe like some uh, some of the tech cards drop out and and add a bit more draw, uh, like because with two extra slots now, um, people have already been running lab recruiter even without giggling being nerfed. So with this out of the way, maybe you just cut giggling completely. You throw in some other cards, maybe an extra draw. Maybe you run double fan, double double mimic pod now. I mean, yeah, some people even talk backstab, right? Kind of bringing that back, yeah. maybe. So, um, but you think at seven, just absolutely not playable by. 
It's like, why? Yeah. 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 It reminds me of the post from Kuperian. Like, he, he, he told <laughs> Which one? The Dr. lizard Boom? one? The lizard. No, he showed Dr. Boom right next to Giggling Invento, the same mana cost. <laughs> That's true. That's crazy. That is, that is. Which card should I put him with it? Yeah. 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 It, it kind of feels, I don't know. I, I kind of have this like call to arms, you know, kind of, you know, nerf type of feel to it where it's just like nobody's playing it anymore, you know, and. And giggling obviously had a different different reason for playing it, but yeah, I mean, all all of these cards, right, are not going to be played anymore. And I think that's kind of what you were talking about, which just like the actual changes to them seem to have been, you know, not even the correct changes to them. You know, it's okay to nerf them, but not not just completely worse on commander them, right? And that's kind of the always the epitome of, of these type of nerfs. Um, so, so let's talk about the mana worm. Like, what what would how would you have changed this? You know. If you didn't want to make it a two mana, what would you have made it? One mana, two. Yeah, yeah. Either which one? One, one, two. You would have just changed one the health. Yeah. I, I saw a few people talking about yeah the one mana one two. I, I also considered um, what if you were to just like change it so every time you cast two spells you can one attack. Like I don't think that would be super hard to implement. It, it might not be as strong of a nerf as they'd want, but I feel like that would make it a bit better than just two mana. Yeah, it would remove the coin kind of plays, which that that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, the the, the, the what speaks for the one two is it's more in line with like tight caller, like the Murloc one, which is basically a one mana one two that gets buffed for every Murloc. Oh, uh, oh right, right, yeah. Like it's it would be basically the same card, but it works for spells instead of Murlocs. One yeah. of them was just. The best one though. Yeah. I mean it still probably would be played at one too, right? Like I think people would yeah. still run it. Yeah. But just, that's the point of a balance. Yeah. Shape. It would have been yeah, it would have been much more I mean it's balanced. Well, it's balanced, but again, like I feel like they just wanted to just remove this card completely so that they could have just more room, you know, to make make but that, minions, yeah, I call it like, balance change. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the one thing <laughs> I have in mind, yeah. which which might also be why we don't see that many cards in here is what they're trying to set up with future expansions because they're going to announce one soon what at like blizzcon what if yeah. they are planning on re like immediately releasing a new um like mage one drop that they consider is maybe not on the same power level but it, it's it's playable at least at that point you don't want mage having yeah two like that many one drops for example especially in, in aggro tempo mage or whatever i i suspect that's not the case i mean that's actually good reasoning but I says I suspect it's not the case because they would have already done they would have planned this from the start, right? They would have planned to nerf Mana Worm from the start because they're releasing something really cool at BlizzCon, and they didn't. <laughs> this was like oh. a last minute, like right? This was like, oh well, our team was talking about a balance change after they had said they're not going to do a balance change, and you know they ended up making the, the change quick. So um, I mean, you could still be right in the end, but I, I I suspect it's not just given the sequence of events that's uh, that's happened. Because um, yeah, they would have prepped a lot better for that. It's so interesting to figure out the reasoning behind it because it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> like no, seriously. Like if Mage has only one playable deck, and without and without the Mana Worm, Tempo Mage is unplayable. So basically, kill an entire class. If just this change, you kill an entire class. And it yeah. is really not a problem. Well, Tempo Mage is beatable by multiple decks. And the only reason why you even played Tempo Mage was Quest Rogue. That was the only reason why you even played Tempo Mage. So why do this change? Like, they only changed two cards, right? 
So this must be like super high priority change. And where do they get the information from? Definitely not from the community. No, there was like no outcry, please nerf mana worm or anything like that. Like nowhere close. Everyone is like crying about Druid, you know, obviously, because Druid is the strongest class in the game for five years. I mean, yeah, how much nerf that a little bit once in a I while. mean, this does feel like the hex nerf, right? Like something that's been needing to be yeah, nerfed exactly. for a long that's time and then it just like gets nerfed out of nowhere for a weird reason. And um, I don't know, on I mean, the bright side, you know, I think the biggest thing, and they even mentioned it in, in the, the explanation here, the bright side is maybe we'll see new minions, but we'll also see cooler spells. I mean, I think we'll see a lot more cheaper spells. You know, mana or mage is, you know, a spell heavy class. And, you know, we haven't seen that many interesting one mana spells for a while. You know, maybe we got one good one this time, but, you know, I, I feel like it's been very, very lacking. I mean, people are still using Arcane Missile and stuff like that. You know, like, we haven't really seen too many good ones of late, you know, at least this year. So, Do you know when uh, when they're releasing the, the new, like, classic set spells? Because oh, I think the main uh, had a one-mana one, right? Yeah, but it, it's like draw a card, though, right? Like, draw... Or it's like a cycle yeah, random, card. Yeah. yeah. Um, it releases... I for, actually, I forget now. I don't remember when the release date is for that. Uh, it's supposed to be during this time, though. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be around now. Maybe, it, maybe that comes out at the same time, um, and then we, and then we'll be cycling for a new car. I don't know. Not, a new class yeah, card not to like defend their nurse. Just yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of reasons. Maybe they're just printing more one mana spells, for example, and they're they're yeah. concerned that might push it over the edge. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be something like that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so it's you know sad for mana worm at least to go out like this, <laughs> you know. Not like this, obviously, but um, but let's talk about what's not here, right? Like the fact yeah, that like, that druid, you know, this kind of feels like cube block all over again. Like there was a time, you know, until we actually saw the witchwood mid expansion nerf, it was like cube block. We, we didn't see anything change, like in any anything uh, removed from a cube block, which was was crazy. And, um, you know, now we're in a phase where it's a little bit different because Druid's more, it's not a single Druid deck. It's like a bunch of Druid decks because of the, the base is, is just so strong right now. But yeah, not seeing a Druid deck or Druid nerf. Like, what do you think, Gara? This is what um, shocked me the most or scares me the most is like the last balance changes were actually good. This is when they did actually nerf Cube Block. Mm -hmm. And after those changes, the latter experience, the the gaming the game felt so different and refreshing and new and these two changes will not change anything like you already like you never the the, the popularity of Questrock was never really high on the ladder in the first place like even though it was so powerful you still only face like up to six or seven percent like at the absolute most and tempo mage is only like also as i said it's the only archetype of mage so by default, you will not face that many mages. And if you faced a mage, you knew it was Tempo Mage, but it is completely beatable deck. Like, it, it was not a problem. You could beat mage easily, especially if they don't draw yeah. Mana Worm. It's like, you can beat it with anything. So these two changes will not change the game, but this is what people want. They want, like, the game to feel, like, at least, like, different in a way. But the game will be probably worse because it will be more Druids... Like, people will play even Greer decks. Probably Mecha Priest might even come back. Like, all these decks that got hard countered by Tempo Mage, like, the greedier you went, 
the more you got countered by Tempo Mage. And if you destroy Tempo Mage, which was the last remaining phase deck, if you don't count Secret Hunter, yeah. like you can go even greedier and then you will see even more OTK decks. And this is even more boring. Like, who wants to play my cartoon Druid Mirrors? Like, I don't. It sounds like terrible. <laughs> and we will have more of that as yeah. a result of it. Like, sounds bad to me. I think <laughs> these changes will make the game worse, not better. All right, Hacker, what's your, what's your take? I'm just showing popularity right now, just in terms of, of right. HS Replay. And, um, you know, we t we're talking about Druid for sure, but, you know, Hunter is actually even more popular than Druid right now. And we, we, didn't, we also didn't see a Hunter nerf at all either. So, um, uh, yeah. I, so I don't think it's as much Secret Hunter, although that has been a bit more popular lately. And Death Rattle Hunter clearly is, is, is mm -hmm. the most popular uh, of, of the Hunter types. Um, I do want to say that Druid for sure. I'm like flabbergasted. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I would do to change it, but clearly, like with Wild Growth, Nourish, like all this stuff staying in so long. Like I know they they they, they nerfed Innervate um, a while back, but it, it's still so insane that like these cards allow for literally so many different Druid archetypes to just work because you can cheat out mana. Yeah, uh, but like. Uh, just to touch on that, because I mean, you guys already know that. I'm sure everyone knows that Druid does this a lot already. Um, but for Hunter, I, I don't even think it's really the death, the deck itself. That's that's I don't want to say a problem, but the cause of its popularity or win rate. I, I think Cube is just helping that a lot too. Obviously, the, yep. the uh, Hunter activators let them use the Devil Star eggs and the cubes very effectively, but it comes down, I think, to, to Cube being a, a powerful card. Yeah, but I mean, also, like uh, I think most people are actually mentioning Rexa. That oh. Rexa is just too too strong. Both, yeah. I think both of them are. And I think if you would change Rexa, like then like then Cube is your power play, and it's like your only power play, yeah. and you can like, naturally just draw so bad. Like Rexa is just Rexa beats so many archetypes just by by itself, and that's a huge right. problem. And it's just too early in the game as well, and you can easily find it as under the cards like tracking and whatnot. Yeah, I mean Rexar, I, I think I feel like was a product of. You know, they were probably designing Rexar when Hunter, you know, there was like, this is the unicorn control Hunter, right? <laughs> like there was no late game Hunter. It was always tempo, you know, and, and I, I think that they, they probably designed Rexar at that time. They had some kind of crazy infinite value. And, and now, you know, we're in a different, you know, we're in a different state. You know, now that they finally made the whole death rattle theme work for Hunter, they've been trying, right, for a while. And they finally made it made it work with play dead now and, and you know the egg and the you know the the um the three mana uh, three mana card too yeah yeah um I mean now that they've they've been able to to make that work then you know hunter has this really strong strong uh, uh mechanic and theme now you know with death death throttle hunter and um you know I I don't think it needs Rexar anymore like Rexar just like yeah, puts it crazy over the top, and I think we'll finally get to see it. Like when, once the rotation comes around in in what five six months, I think Hunter will still be solid, you know, surprisingly, uh, and then they can still build upon that. But uh, but the cube, I, I felt like cube was was definitely I I thought it would be higher on their list too, you know, in terms of of just how powerful it's been powerful for a long time. It, it, somehow it it avoided being nerfed during the cube block era. Which at the time seemed like okay, you know they 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 dodged that one, but you know they they did nerf enough of the other things to actually stop that deck. But cubes always been powerful. Come on, at at, at that mana cost, we we've 
it, it's never changed, you know, and it was just a matter of time before it, it would get crazy again, you know, and, you know, we've seen it obviously crazy with the taunt druid as well as now hunter and um you know i i, I was i was really shocked that wasn't changed either and so, odd warrior yeah odd warrior too right yeah so That's i mean odd warrior is definitely going to be an issue right like it it's, it's you know that that's going to be lingering around forever until you know they've nerfed enough that it becomes the most powerful deck again you know like and and then they'll have to look at that so well Ontario will naturally be bad, but only because they make all these OTK broken talk regal decks and whatever. No, but once like, they nerf all those things, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like, like Odd Rogue in, in itself is like, you know, an issue too. So, and that's not, not Odd Rogue. Sorry, I was thinking Odd Warrior. Yeah, Odd Warrior is an issue. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's anywhere near the biggest issue, but it does it fit into the, the light of other polarizing cards or decks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I don't know, it's it's kind of sad because they like I felt like they were doing these these nerfs as a response to something in the community <laughs> and then now, you know, it's like it just wasn't done right, you know, and and I think that um it, it But the, but the biggest issue is it will not change the game or That's what I mean. Feeling. It just wasn't that's... Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um and that's that's the worst thing, right? Because the whole point of making these changes was to to really shake things up and you know get things you know get things a little bit more fresh again before before this uh expansion which still you know we're still roughly two months away maybe a little bit less than two months away that's still a long time guys but of uh potentially the same same meta and... okay like but in the most optic got a most positive human being okay but how okay what could these changes bring back into the game like what deck could we see now? Like in the most optimal, op optimistic scenario. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I actually, I mean, they <laughs> they kind of counter. Well, I mean, Qu Quest Rogue. I mean, if we actually think Quest Rogue is is actually Let's nerfed, hope, yeah, you know, if we actually think it is, right? Like in the optimistic scenario, Quest Rogue is unplayable. Yeah, but Quest Rogue had a specific. I mean, I don't think Quest Rogue was like a an archetype that was holding up, you know, uh, an entire counter archetype, you know, to anything. I, I feel like there's other, you know, other decks that are going to perform well against decks that are, you know, Quest Rogue beat. Um, where, where, you know, Mage, Mage was like the only thing like holding <laughs> Quest Rogue in check, like literally the only thing. And, you know, that's going away. So I don't know. Like, you know, but but yeah. this is what surprised me the most. Like all these people, like Hunter Race, like yeah. Hunter Race, even right now is top three legend on two servers. He's only playing Quest Rogue. Fino tweeting yeah. like these, these people are like Orange. They're all saying like Quest Rogue is unplayable after the nerves. But they literally destroyed Temple Mage, and they all say Temple Mage is the only counter deck. Like I, I'm just like trying to be logical here. Right? <laughs> like the meta slowing down and. Temple Mage is gone. Like, why should Questro be unplayable? Dude, it's not like a card that is necessary for the infinite value, and it's mm -hmm. not necessary for uh, just completing the quest. It's, it was just a super powerful card in the deck. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah, I would I, be more shocked if they are actually right and Questro is unplayable, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Hacker, how do you think, like, the other aggro decks do against 
uh, Quest Rogue now that it's, um, you know, now that giggling is gone. You know, like how's what, what other aggro text? I don't know, like Odd Rogue or I don't know something, something a little bit more on the like aggressive zoo? side. Zoo, because it still does good against it's still good against Zoo. Obviously, with giggling gone, it'll it'll be a bit worse against Zoo, but I'm, I'm sure you'll still have an like okay win percent against it. Uh, Odd Rogue, uh, giggling did help against Odd Rogue, but Odd Rogue was running uh, Vile Spines. It gets through it. Blood Knights. It gets through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Quest Rogue was still around before Giggling was there. Um, Scalehide helped it a lot more originally, obviously with Sonya too. Right, but right. Mm-hmm. Like Ara said, sure, Giggling was a strong card, but now you'll just kill your opponent a little slower. You'll, you'll, you'll have to find something else instead, but I don't think it's going to be dead. Okay. Maybe we see like Odd Hunter come back or something, but... Oh baby, three damage <laughs> hero powers. It's so funny because I That's thought the we... same thing. Yeah. Like... That's why we play Temple Mage. You need to go face. And the only thing I can think of that's like comparable is Otanta. We saw like... a little bit of it, right? Like the um, which event was it that we saw a little bit of, of Odd Hunter? Uh, the China versus you. Yeah, China versus you. That's what we really? took out yeah. Kalento. He, yeah, he dude, it, it did decently too. Surprisingly, yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of cool watching it. I mean, it, it was good to see it at least, you know in. Just the dynamic in the in the, in the matchups, but um, yeah, that that could be interesting for sure. But man, I I hope things change. I mean, I hope some things change here, but you know, I I have a feeling, yeah, not too much is is going to change. And and that's this is kind of the pro. This is one of the products of having uh, a meta where we have so many tier two decks. You know, tier two and tier one decks. You know, it's just that like if you do remove just just if you if you're targeting. Um, cards that are only in one deck, you know, even though a lot of people are saying Giggling's in a bunch, but really, you know, we're talking about just just affecting one deck, and then we're only affecting the Tempo Mage, then, you know, that's only 2 out of 25 decks, you know, we still got the same 23 decks run in there, still going to be doing well, so... Um, Let, yeah. Let's just hope that Blizzard has, has, like, this super data, because they have all the data, right? And they they just have, like, this crazy stats of Giggling Evento being everywhere, and Giggling Inventor is the number one problem we have in Hearthstone, and that changing Giggling Inventor to making it unplayable will change the game. Well, you know, it probably will. I mean, it'll probably change a lot of, like, uh, lower ranks, you know, those type of games. And obviously we don't, you know, this show doesn't really uh, cover that that element of, you know, Hearthstone players, the casual. I mean, a lot of casual people obviously listen to the podcast, but... You know, a lot of what we talk about in terms of meta has to do with rank four and up, right? So, um, you know, I would say that's like 25, 30% of the, the community, and and um, clearly that's not going to change much. And so that's generally the vocal elements of the community. Um, so I don't know if this is going to, you know, necessarily help that way, So uh, in that way. But, you know, one thing for sure is that I, I have seen that a lot of people are going to be be playing a lot more again, you know, at least in the next week or two, you know, just to try to at least see, you know, what, what really happens to the meta. Um, so that's good. You know, that's definitely a little bit of mission accomplished, right. In terms of, of changing something. Something interesting about this is like, they always said it takes so long to actually change cards in game yeah. and whatnot. Like even when we, when we were at the headquarters and interviewed them as well. Yeah. And these changes came so fast. I, like, it's kind of like very contradicting. Like they literally just pulled out these changes within two weeks. I, I you know, you know what I, you know awesome. what I think it is, you know, like if, if I really think about it and I'm 
just kind of taking a step back and thinking about it, I, I bet there's just some internal conflicts as to like, should we change stuff and should we, you know, we shouldn't change stuff. I, I don't think it's like everybody, I'm guessing that not everybody agrees with, you know, some of the decisions that are made. And then so if something, you know, I don't know, something PR wise is very bad, then, you know, the, the other faction, you know, gets a little bit more leverage, you know, in terms of, of making something change. So I don't know, that's my guess, you know, for, for something happening that quick. Cause I agree with you. It's like one, one, one week we have a message that everything's fine. And then the next message we have that they're changing. Like, you know, these something things. that so. also surprises me, like Chuck is clearly working on the balance team since, since March now, holy smokes, like time flies. It's yeah. like seven months already. And I know the guy, like I, I talked with him many times. He's super intelligent. I just yeah. can't imagine him like, suggesting these changes like i just can't see it man like i know him as a player like he's basically one of us and he's like super smart like like he knows like how strong it is it, it I, I would be so interested in seeing how they work behind the scenes like like you said like there must be internal conflicts there must be like people disagreeing That's my guess people. yeah I, i'm not gonna like speculate anything because i really don't know anything but i would just guess that that not everybody's, you know, agreeing with with whatever their their you know messaging is. So that's why we see these kind of quick changes sometimes. But um, but you know, there's some more things. Kind of moving on to like news. You know, there there's been some more. You know, I think things announced. Which uh, you know, Ben Thompson, you know, recently had an interview that was uh, done by I think let me see, done by uh, Venture Beats or at least uh, was on Venture Beats. And or beat, and they talked about the whole tournament mode thing, and um, you know he kind of went into more details as to like why it got shelved. I don't, you know, you guys ended up. Did you guys get a chance to read the the article? You know that um, I linked there. Um, you know, it, it. You know, the reason that they gave us was basically they shelved it just because they knew we wouldn't be happy, right, with the the product that they were working on, or at least it didn't match up with with what we were were looking for. Um, so, you know, they decided basically instead of launching something that we wouldn't be happy with, that they would, you know, wait, right. And try to do it right. Uh, whenever they finally do launch it. So, um, it's kind of like what we thought it was, but, you know, given the interview, what was your take on the interview? Like, did you, did, did it make you feel better about them not releasing tournament mode or, or do you still feel like they should have released something, even if it's not the tournament mode we, we necessarily want? If I have to reply to that, it's like, it's just so frustrating. It's like, so like, they're not even saying like when they're going to continue working on it. It's like, they don't want to, it reminds me of wow retail service. They don't want to like put a bad product on the market. So now what, we're going to wait another five years. I don't want to wait another five years. I'm going to move on. Like I'm already waiting for five years and now they're delaying this tournament mode and they want to release this super mega ultra tournament mode but when nobody knows it's like yeah yeah like, yeah i don't know yeah. i mean would you rather them blow smoke up our asses or be honest <laughs> with us you know I, I would prefer them to be I honest think it's, with a, me. it's like a yeah, it's like just be i mean if they don't if if they don't actually have it scheduled then i'd prefer them tell tell me that than not you know, just say hey guys it's coming you know like it uh, that's that's not an acceptable answer either but hacker, what do you think? What do you think of this? This, I think, whole thing? and I'll say this by relating to other stuff too. I, I think it comes down to like the communication that we get from 
the the team and the community. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily it is an example of a lack of communication from their part, but you also have to consider as a community when we're always like up in arms and pitchforks about everything. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to tell us absolutely everything and not to defend them. It's just from their perspective, it, let's say they do have, let's say back up two, three years, let's say they just hired someone. All right. Your job is to start a tournament mode. Um, give us like a weekly update and we'll start like posting that to the community and we can keep everyone informed of how this is going. That would be great. That would be optimal. But I'm sure if like the first week they posted and they're like, um, yeah, the guy just, uh, we just onboarded him. He hasn't done anything this week. Okay. What about the second week? Okay, we got like very, very basic. We got like one module of code. It doesn't really do much. Like eventually, chats, uh, like, um, not chat, <laughs> the community's gonna be like, all right, well, this is taking well, forever. Why isn't it done yet? We don't need that kind of transparency. Like, we don't need to like, see their sick. We don't need to see their sprints. Let's we go. We don't need this to is... see their sprints or anything like that. But still, you know, like, I, I still wouldn't mind if they, they were talking about what features they were adding, you know, because the, the positive thing about that is they can get feedback from us immediately. You know Tell what me I mean? how cool it would be, and then every week we can talk about it. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm giving like a yeah. very exaggerated yeah. example. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> that would never, like, they would no never way. do that. I, I know that. Like, but no way. At least once a year, please. <laughs> that, exactly. Like, we're not asking for every week. This is like super. Like, this, obviously, they're not going to do one week. Like, yeah. A monthly, a bi-monthly, even like give us a seasonal sort of update. Like, you know. But like, like Gara said, he's been like this has been what? How many years has Harrison been out now? Like, and and the update they give us is well, we have a <laughs> moment, but we're not going to like. We're, <laughs> well, just, so to, I mean, to be fair, they they never said that they were working on a tournament mode until you know this year, right? Like, I think it was earlier this year, or maybe it was like late last year. You know, they never promised us tournament mode, right? We were just always asking for it. And it wasn't until, you know, Ben, I think it was Broad that, that said that, yeah, we, we actually are, you know, working on tournament mode now that that's, you know, we all started getting more excited about it. Right. And um, so, you know, they weren't just, you know, it wasn't that they said that they were starting and it. it's just like, there's no, no, no progress on it. They just didn't make it <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they didn't even start working on it until, you know, this like a year ago or maybe like a year and a half ago. So, um, the fact that they, you know, I, I think what you know concerns me a, a bit is just the, just the product spec for it, you know, like the actual design of the product, um, just, you know, like the fact that we wanted bands, the the fact that we just wanted things that kind of match what competitive Hearthstone is, is I feel like a very a pretty basic thing, you know what I mean? And you know, there's obviously a disconnect there, you know, and that's the reason that they're in, ending up shelving this, this project for now is because there was such a huge disconnect as to what the consumers want and what they ended up even starting to make and design. And so that, I feel like that was a big, you know, uh, faux pas on their end. Like they should, they, they completely designed, you know, the product incorrectly and, and it's caused this to happen in the end. So, you know, I think if they would have just started with the specs that, you know, like that added banning and stuff, they could have maybe kept on schedule. And then they, we, maybe we have tournament mode right this second, you know, that had bans. So, you know, there definitely were some mistakes there in terms of that. And unfortunately, you know, it means that we're not going to see tournament mode. I don't even know like how long, you know, so um, I'm hopeful it's next year, you know, like maybe. <laughs> Maybe next year. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I think that it, it was good that Ben, you know, I guess cleared some things up, you know, in, in terms of, of um, 
you know, just some of the misconceptions, maybe like some people think it's because Ben and, and Young Wu are gone too. And clearly he said that it had nothing to do with, you know, the people leaving the, the team. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that was interesting to see from that interview. Um, another bit of news that they had was that, um, and they released the September leaderboards, which was kind of cool. It's even it's like October, but <laughs> they, they released it. Did you guys get a look at that? Crip was number one in the arena, uh, which I think he's been number one before, but I don't know. It's kind of cool seeing Crip at number one in Arena. I think you even tweeted about it, right, Gar, or something at one point? Or after yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, was, I was joking because Crip is not number one. Lettuce King is number one. Well, Lettuce King, yeah. Lettuce King is number one. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> It's not Crip. That's Crip. Fake news. Look at, look at the average wins now, man. It's like 8.8, .8, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and I want to point that, <laughs> that out because is... if you look all the way, obviously like the top ten are gonna be like such a huge step above the rest. Yeah. But even looking at Crip next to the, like down to the next guy, yeah, zero point two average wins against someone else, like over someone else, is incredible. Especially when you're already at like eight point whatever. Like that's that's incredible. yeah, he really optimized arena. Yeah. Craft. <laughs> You just replay that net, guys, for <laughs> for for uh, trying to optimize this. Right? He does. He's he actually, actually does use it a lot. Yeah, in terms of, of helping him, you know, analyze just what's going on in arena. Um, so yeah, I, I agree, hacker. Like point two is is actually quite a bit, and I mean, it wasn't that long ago. You know, just having high sevens was like really really good, and you know, yeah. like you'd have like one guy that was over eight. You know, like the first or second guy over eight, but now, man, you almost have the top ten now. Like. Right at that eight level, which is Even so impressive. Like, uh, like let us crip whatever. Like to the tenth <laughs> player, he's got a full win over him. Like that's 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 insane. That's yeah, I mean, in in crip streams too, you know. So it's not like he's, you know, I, I feel like he. It doesn't feel like he's necessarily trying as hard as he can possibly try. But you know, maybe maybe he's just so used to streaming at this. So point every time he loses, he's actually getting stream sniped because. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, no, that's not true. 10 wins average. <laughs> no, 10 wins average, yeah. Dreads is on there too. Dreads is, is number 11, which is cool. Kind of seeing the, you know, popular names is always always nice. But um, a lot a lot of familiar names if you if you ever see the these lists. But no, super cool that way. They posted the standard ones and Wild. Who's on top of Wild now, actually? I'm, I'm, I didn't really get a good look at this. I don't recognize a lot is of Reno still there somewhere? Reno? Uh, I think yeah. there's a player called Reno. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see him on here. I don't see some of the usual suspects on here, and then standard, of course. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So you can check that out. I'll link it in the chat real quick. Definitely cool. Um, last bit of news. So we mentioned it um, before. Frodan, you know, uh, organized this Twitch Rivals thing that's happened right now. Uh, it's a Hearthstone Gold Rush where it's like the first player to 500 gold, uh, starting a brand new account. Uh, it started at 3, 3 p.m. Eastern today. Uh, get gets fifteen thousand dollars, right? And then second place is I forget how many thousand, and, and so on and so on. Actually, let me let me bring up the actual page. So Thanks. my question to you guys is, what's the right strategy for getting five thousand gold the quickest? Like, what would you do, hacker? Like, jam what, arena, of course. Is it just yeah. arena? Just just so arena if, if you play like Crip, then you jam arena. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's true. I think it's first to five thousand gold, but yeah. Is is there like a rule book or anything for that? Because I, I imagine it, yeah you they, can't they get have to, yeah you can't well obviously you can't purchase anything it's like it's right. all free to play. You also um, can't do the eighty gold. You can't but, play like with a friend, so you can't yeah. do the eighty gold thing. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, like the problem is that it's a cap to 150 gold, which you can get from ladder, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if you only get it for wins because getting wins seems extremely hard with a new account. I think it's only any for wins. Yeah, you can opt in to be like the rank 50 or whatever that you start off with. Mm-hmm. So that'll help you win a bit at the start. Um, I think most of it will come down to a how good. I mean, it is. It's going to be a skill of how good people are at arena, yeah. and also how much you can optimize like the the daily quest rerolls because that's going to be like obviously if you get the you know the one hundred gold. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. RNG. But, but, There's RNG but, even in this, man. <laughs> like, I, I was actually free to play the first two months when I started playing Hearthstone, yeah. and it like everything compared to. Uh, Arena gold is just so neglectable. Like playing arena good. Like yeah. you have to play arena good. It's like without a question, you have to play arena and you have to be good, else you can't yeah. compete. I mean, all those featured streams are arena players uh, for the most part. But this is like the dual class arena now because of the event. Yeah, that's true. That, that's a, that's an interesting element to it too, is that it's not just like the normal arena. So, you know, the, the typical super awesome arena players might you know it throws a little bit of wrench in it when you can kind of combine the different hero powers with the the classes so um yeah i'm really interesting to see who's gonna who's gonna end up winning and there, there's like a discord channel i like popped into it earlier just to see how many people there's a ton of people tons of people entering into it so i wonder if we'll end up seeing just a familiar name end up winning it in the end um it can't be like a more even playing field or more pl- fair playing field is like it's basically new accounts. Yeah. Literally mm-hmm. anyone can participate in it. Yeah. It's very I mean, yeah, sure. And anybody can can sign up for it and, and, and play in it as long as you have a new account. But you know, I, I wouldn't say anybody can really contend for it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. Uh, yeah, it's definitely much tougher. Um Okay, well, it's really cool. Again, like Brodan organizing that event. You know, we can have more of these type of events. You know, it's just a matter of people just coming up with it and actually being ex- executed. And you know, the Twitch Rivals, I believe, is a Twitch thing. You know, because I've seen Twitch Rivals in other games that that they've done, um, just various other you know games that are streamed on on Twitch. So this is, I think, the first time that we're seeing Hearthstone be part of Twitch Rivals. Uh, so, uh, you know, Frodan obviously, you know, being with Twitch has the ability to, to make things like this happen. And, uh, yeah, it'd be great to see some more of it. Okay, let's get to some questions here, kind of round off the show. Before we do, I want to thank some of the folks that uh, have been supporting the show for a long time. That's our patrons, of course. You can go to patreon.com slash valuetown and throw a pleasure away if you uh, want to support the show, help us do this each and every week. But uh, I want to give some shout outs to some of the folks who have been supporting us for a long time. That's Mike T, our legendary producer. Uh, I've got a couple others, Ray Dan and Bryce L, Scott L, AFA4004, Grant A, Edo Lee D, Nick P, Richard M, a random ASMR, uh, sorry, a random guy ASMR, and then Alistair M, just to name a few. Uh, if you haven't heard your name, don't worry. We will get to your name. You know, we, we try to read out everybody's, um, you know, eventually. It probably takes a f- few weeks before we, we cycle through everybody. But, you know, thanks so much for everybody that's been supporting it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some new new folks too. All right, Q&A. We've got Ahmed N uh, asking, can winning be boring <laughs> is the first question. Yes. I, had a, I had a few times where I quit some mobile games because I find the game not challenging. Therefore, what is an acceptable win rate 
for a game? And I guess let's just talk about Hearthstone. What, what's an acceptable win rate for a game like Hearthstone? Yeah, anybody want hacker? You want to uh, chime in first, like, and then like, Gar, you can. I mean, on. there's like two oh. numbers. Uh, I think there's like a win rate cap. What do you mean acceptable win rate? Yeah, so average? in this case, we're talking cap. We're not talking the low. Okay, end of it. Yeah. the 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 skill cap win rate in Hearthstone used to be up to seventy five percent, and this was like the peak of when Hearthstone was the most fun because it required the most skill, obviously, to reach that win rate, mm-hmm. and then you could also consistently with the least amount of games reach the highest possible ranks just because of the high win rate. Now the skill cap win rate is around 65%, which is bad. And maybe at times even lower, which is horrible, which increases like variance, overall variance, matchup, RNG, polarization, all blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the bottom yeah. is a different story. I mean, I think what's compelling about this this question is, is can we win too much? And, and is that can that yes. be a bad thing? And Hacker, what's your take on it? Yeah. Um, what, what do you think it would in be? Light of, in light of the Aviana nerf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Actually, yeah. though, like, it's so it's true. Yeah. For, for America's playoffs, when I was like absolutely like drop on the floor, pass out from like I'm done practicing sort of sort of stuff. I still want to play Hearthstone, but I couldn't touch ladder because it's like I don't want to play ladder, man. I got to practice the decks. The meta sucks. Like I, I. So I went to go wild. Um, and of course, you know, the big thing now is Starliner Druid and like, oh, everyone's saying, oh, it's so overpowered. Oh, it's so strong. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Um, I, I, I copy paste the deck code and, um, I actually got like the email from Blizzard, you know, the, the monthly, like your month in, in Hearthstone yep. sort of thing. Yeah. Like my win rate was like 97%. I, I played like 30, 40 games. It, it was incredible. Like, obviously wow. I, I play a bit better than the average person, Yeah. Uh, but like it, I was not paying attention to these games. Like I was all tabbed. I was in other. It's just, it not was easy. absolutely uh-huh. insane. And I think I, I literally just got bored of it. Like to his question, is it too much? Can you can you get bored? Like yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The, the, That's the crazy. first time you pull off the combo. It's like wow, this is incredible. Cool. Yeah. The seventh or eighth time, it's like yeah, yeah. Stars are fine. Yeah, okay, you're dead. Okay, next game. And it's like then yeah. why bother at this point? It's. And how easy you get it too, right? It's just like get Psycho Melon and you're, that, you know, pretty set. It's like that's like a key point. Is the win rewarding? Like when you just won, win games because you did some broken stuff and you didn't even have to think or use your brain or you just played, like you just played Kalisev, like listen, and you top deck the right cards, you just win. It's not rewarding. And yeah, I think like. Winning for me, for example, uh, uh, winning with Shadowwalk Shaman is super rewarding. So even if I have like super high win rates, it's super rewarding because every single game I have to make so many decisions that impact the game. So I, I can't win enough with Shadowwalk Shaman, even if I had like hundred percent win rate, because it's super challenging and super rewarding. So with Druid, like when I played Maligos Druid and I had seventy percent, eighty percent win rate, I was bored to death because it usually involves bio growth, nourish, you know, just yeah. interact with. Just not yeah, but that's, like that's... if it's super easy. Yeah. For but... me, for example, Hots. Uh, I won fourteen games in a row and I quit Hots because it was boring winning that game because it was like it didn't feel like I I did had a huge impact on the game. It was just we, we won. I mean that that in a game like Hots is a little different, right? And I guess you could maybe say with Hearthstone too, and you know it. it well, Hearthstone is a little bit different because of the decks. But in HOTS, it could be just a, a, a matchmaking thing, right? Like, you're just not being placed against the right right skilled people. You know, people equal skill to you. 
Hearthstone is different because we have, you know, decks and meta and, you know, you, there can be just broken decks. But when you're talking about, you know, like we're, we're the question has more to do with just win rates, period. Not so much of whether the deck is hard to play or if it's, you know, easy to play. It's just generally winning. Like, like for Gara, if you had a, a deck that's super hard to play, but you're winning 100% of the time, then is 100% is 100% win rate okay? No, it's not okay. Oh, I you thought about I mean? like yeah, yeah. How okay about the experience? Like, is winning too much bad? Okay, in general, of course. Like, if there's yeah. decks that have some win of course, that's because we want saying like, what the hell? Everyone would play that deck. Like, what happens then? The no, I mean, what, what if the combo priest? You know, what if the early combo priest? Right, this this expansion, the crazy, uh, you know, tipsy topsy turvy one. What if that was? super high win rate for like the top pros and, and it's super hard to play. So like, huh? Folks are... argument. Well, it's proven that this is good for the game because Razaku's priest was exactly that. Like the best players, including myself, even though yeah. memes, uh, I had super <laughs> high win rate with Razaku's priest, but the average field had a super bad win rate. So if that is the case, then it's obviously acceptable because it's only a handful of people that will reach these win rates. So who the, who cares? So basically if you face topsy turvy on ladder, against an average playing field these people will be bad and misplay and lose the game and if you face like one of those super pro players then you will have a very hard game in front of you so, but this is, will be a rare i mean scenario I, am, am i right in saying that like most game design you know especially multiplayer you know um competitive games isn't 50 percent like what we're going for i mean isn't like ladder um, just matchmaking and things like that supposed to be be um, creating a 50-50 experience? I think in Hearthstone it's actually 60-40 because we always have like decks that are favorite against stuff. Just by nature, like the way how the game is designed. We will always have like anti-argo decks, argo decks, like greedy control decks, and then super aggressive argo decks and all these like scenarios. And I think a bunch of 60-40s is like more optimal in Hearthstone than 50-50. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Next question, we got Raphael A. says, do you think do you think that Blizzard considered the amount of dust that would be injected in the game when making the nerfs? Should they? Should they be considering the amount of dust that enters the game, injected into the game? Um, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Do you think it matters? I don't. I don't feel like it. Like, costs them money or, like, is is a huge significant uh, cost or or even gain in terms of the players. Um, you know, with, with nerfs like this. I mean, I think he's assuming that everybody's just gonna gonna dust these cards and never you know never play them again. Which... I, ideally, they shouldn't look or like they shouldn't take that into consideration at all the, the point of of balance changes and nerfs or whatever you want to call them like the point should be to balance the game not oh we don't want to give players too much dust now that's yeah and i don't think they do take that into account and i don't think they should yeah i think so yeah i, I agree with that I, I mean obviously the the player base it's good for the player base to have more dust for free but blizzard's bank account is against that i guess <laughs> obviously the player want like the highest possible accessibility or like the game to be as cheap as possible right. like from a player's pay, po uh, point of view that's obviously the best you want Hearthstone to be completely for free everything for free 
but from the company's perspective, nope. Yeah, well, that's that's true. All right, Jay Candice asks, and I'll throw this more towards you, um, Hacker, just because we, we, we had a question kind of similar to it last week, but um, you know, Blizzard always ends up nerfing cards. Uh, is there a card that you can think of specifically right now that's you know maybe in the meta or maybe really close to being being uh, viable that you'd like to see a buff to? You know that that you think that could make ma you know make a, a pretty good splash in the meta if it was just buffed just a tiny bit. That's an interesting point, and that's not something often you consider when you think about cards in the meta and and what to queue. Um, what would I like to see buffed? I feel like the the area that I go to the you know like kind of the first thing is just going towards cards that I think people or felt like they wanted to make powerful, just hasn't been powerful yet, or, or you know, something like that? I, like, I think a much better question is actually which cards have been proven good for the game and that rotated out and which you want to see back in the game. I think this is a way better and more, more interesting question because, like, buffing <laughs> a card usually... Yeah. It's, it's like... If the effect would be good, we would play the card regard, disregarding of the mana cost. So, basically, we want to see certain effects... Uh, an example would be Dirty Red. I think right now Dirty Red would be a good card to have in the game. Mm. But we couldn't buff a card, you know? That's, <laughs> like, that's a fair point. Dirty Red was... Uh, I feel so funny saying this because Dirty Red was a card I hated so, so much because it was so annoying. Yeah. But now that it's gone, it's like, no, please come back. And, yeah. and I, it, it's easy for me to answer Gar's question. Yeah, like Lothar, for example, I, I think that was a very good card for the meta. Yeah. It, it 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 could help. I mean, it's not going to block out combo decks like the the Aviana Starliner Starliner Druid, but it would it would be it would see play now. Mali uh, actually against Druid in general, you'd see play. It would be good against Tempo Mage. It would be like it would just a very good skill testing sort of unless you jam it on five. But even jamming it on five, like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. like, I think Lothab and Dirty Rat would be very good in this meta. Yeah, definitely those older cards. I think yeah would would definitely be great. I'm trying to think if there's like a card that, you know, it's just it's been sitting on the bench for it right now, but it's it's going to be good one of these days whenever, you know, things just line up for it. Um, yeah, what are some cards that people thought were going to be awesome? Uh, like Coffin Crasher, right? Like everybody, yeah, you know how many people called the Coffin Crasher the number one card going into the <laughs> expansion, right? And and that, and it's not that Coffin Crasher is bad. It's just. There's just not very many good death rattles for. Imagine Coffin Crasher for I don't know, like Hunter or I don't know, just some some deck that that uses more more death rattle, you know, and, or has more of impactful death rattle. Um, it would be pretty amazing. But is there a card like that right now in in uh, in the game in standard that's just relegated just because there's just so much of this other kind of synergy and craziness or, or what effect? Like, I, I think Gara, you had, you had an interesting approach. Like, like what effect, what card effect would, it would be amazing right now? You know, like if there would be a good card effect, we would play it disregarding of the cost. And if it's just that, we would just out include it. Let's say we would, uh, buff bone mare back to seven mana. We would just play it, uh, in a lot of decks. Like, I don't know. Odd rock. Of course. Bone mare. Right? Okay. If Bone Mare was seven mana, yeah, but that, that, then you can now, do this yeah. with literally any card. Like you, you make like any two drop, you buff it to a one mana card. We just play it. I'm on one of yeah. three two. 
let's go every day but it's like such a yeah i know what you mean it's i know what you mean yeah it, it, it's kind of a a tough thing and and, and, and i'm pretty sure if an effect would be good we would just play it it, like look, we play cards like florist it's a seven one of four four no there's a threshold as where it's just too much it costs too much for sure i mean you can't, you can't say that like okay which effect is good that we don't play it does i don't think there is one i mean it's because the stats the stats are so garbage um i don't know that's, that's, that, that's the question right that's really what yeah. the question is all about is like, is there is there anything that we're not playing? You know, like there's some kind of effect that's just too much, you know, or like you said, trash body that we don't play. Um, I feel I like there is. It's just, it's just like you have to look through the catalog to find it. <laughs> um, is is so is maybe a mech? Maybe how about that? How, is there a mech card that's really close to being viable? That maybe okay, maybe there is actually some cards. Uter the DK. If you would change Uther that he's actually good, you would obviously play him. <laughs> Uther? I mean, Uther's already, like, almost good. Uther sucks. I yeah, mean, compared to other DKs, though. If you yes. could just, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think yeah. if, if the hero power would cost zero mana. That would be broken. That would be broken. That's what we need, though. Then he's <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I mean, part of the reason that, uh, like, the, the OTK control power like, fell off is because, obviously, we lost the Beardo. But if the, if the mana cost was zero and you can just run... Um, Let's make it one. Yeah. I think, I think one would be interesting. It, you could definitely do stuff with, like, um, Blackwalled Pixie. Like, I mean, the, the deck was... I don't want to say almost playable. Like, people tried playing it now um, after the, the Beardo uh, rotation, and it it's, like, almost there, but it's just not quite on the same power level as everything else. You know, one card I do miss, I have to say, is I do miss Jaraxxus, man. Like I, I wish I, you know, like we we can't play Drax obviously because of the DKs. I mean, but I don't know. I kind of miss seeing Draxus and and just how you the, know, the, the way how you have it. to change Draxus is that he doesn't replace your health pool. Like you play Draxus and you have like how much health you. Yeah, but have. he's amazing if you don't do something bad. I mean, geez, you get like an awesome, a great weapon and a hero power that puts the six six on the board. That's but every DK is pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is just play him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Yeah, we'll give uh, Twitch chat maybe a couple, couple minute or a minute here to ask any questions you guys might have. Oh, actually, there's a question from Getting It here for Language Hacker. I saw that you showed up in Purple's review stream after day one of Fall Champs. He was pretty critical of your play. Did that motivate you to improve your performance, or do you try to ignore any outside rhetoric? Um. So I had actually already reviewed the set with a couple of the other players um, on site there before I, I was uh, going on to streams and stuff. And I say I was reviewing it. I think he was a bit overly critical of my... Uh, so just for context, game one, uh, set one on the first day, I, I made a lot of misplays. Not to say I didn't make misplays later, but there was a, a, a very above average number of misplays I made in that first set. I don't know if I was nervous or, or whatever, but it, it definitely cost me the set for sure. Not to say I would have just straight up won if I had a misplay, but it, it definitely um, affected my gameplay. In general, his criticism was fine and correct. Um, I did hop off after the Tauntruid game because I knew where we were going and I knew the game <laughs> was played. Yeah. I was already motivated before that to just step up my game, um, but I... I, I 
to your point, I think seeing purple and some other players in chat who are typing too, um, it, it does give you a bit of motivation. Maybe not positive, but like <laughs> fear of not being um, valued by your peers, I guess, helps. Hmm. That's that's an interesting yeah take on that. Um, okay, Boca Life has a question on Twitter. Do you think the balance changes will enable more mid-range decks and perhaps break up the heavy polarization? Giggling being everywhere made playing cards like Bonfire Elemental or Savannah High Main fairly useless. I mean, okay. So do you guys think that mid-range decks will have more viability? Like what? Which mid-range deck? I mean, so he he threw out Savannah High Main, I guess mid-range Hunter and a Bonfire Elemental, so mid-range... Well, we have know, two pretty mage? damn good Hunter decks already. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's preventing mid-range hunter from happening. Um, I think good mid-range minions are preventing mid-range decks from happening. Like something like Shredder. We don't have really good 4-5 power plays. The power plays on 4-5 we have were like giggling. <laughs> and we had coupon curve on something. But besides that... Yeah, what is the strongest 4-drop, four, 5-drop? Four drop Serenite is a good one, right? 4-drop... But that's uh, after Kalisif. Yeah, it's not really mid range. Like, yeah, it's not like a your your like classic, classic mid range. Like curving yeah. out into Bitter Hydra, but we don't have such deck anymore. Yeah, yeah mid range. I feel like there's no, there's not really a place because for there's it right no now. one drop. You you still need the one drops in mid range. It's so important. Like you curve out from one to five. That's or to six. Like you can't skip one. So what's, what's the closest thing to it? Right? Mid Zoo what's is the, what's the, the best? I know, but Zoo's pretty much a mid-range deck at this point. Like it's not I, your your classic aggro I see, deck. I yeah. see a tiny bit of, and I say tiny, like a very tiny amount of spiteful druid. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it doesn't really feel great to play or against because it's not really on the same power level as everything else. Yeah, I think you miss a turn, you're screwed. <laughs> that, yeah, that like, sure, if you hit exactly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, but like, of course. <laughs> and none of these decks really got kept in check by freaking Temple Mage. I don't think Temple Mage kept anything in, in check except Questroke, maybe. Definitely yeah. Questroke. We almost need like a, I don't know, like a, like maybe like a Murloc Paladin or something like that. You know, like uh, we. Oh, that's we're, that's we're, that's we're we're definitely like if you bring yeah. back Temple Mage now, it Murlocs will be like the standard now to to run a Mage hundred percent. Really? If you want hundred percent, a hundred percent, of course, because Murloc oh. Mage was already like a thing, sorta, and now you would just play like it's the only Temple. You can still play like Fireball, so it will be like a face. God, when was that? Murloc Mage was in the fall? Was that? What when Murloc Mage kind of you know jumped on the scene, everybody's like, oh my god, Murloc Mage. <laughs> you know, like when was that? That was that was pre-Whisper. But, but you were running like Manoverm in that deck, so like just yeah, having the tie call as one drug seems pretty pretty sucky. So, yeah, you're not gonna run raiders. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Last one. Oh, mid, maybe mid range shaman. I mean, what's like mid range hunter. shaman? Like elemental shaman ish type of thing? Yeah. Um, that's just not good. Like, but it would be remember just when everybody thought elemental shaman was just going to be like so easy and, and break the game kind of thing? And never, never took 
it was never on top. <laughs> like, right? I don't think. Yeah, don't because think of the whole uh, downside of playing elementals. Like, you have to play an elemental to activate an elemental. And yeah. Play, like, on paper, they looked like grid value. Like, each of those. Yeah, it had required it, but if you could land it, it was just great value. Every every single card you play like that, but yeah. What's funny yeah, is that it's actually like Big Spell Mage gets much, much better because Temple Mage counters Big Spell Mage and Crystal counters Big Spell Mage in both of these decks. Yeah, yeah. Nerfed. But every every single Druid archetype beats Big Spell Mage. And yeah, that's why Druid is... <laughs> Druid is good. That's why Druid is so good. Every single... It's, isn't it crazy? Like, even Tondruid. Like, Big Spamage used to be Tondruid and used to be Maligos Druid. Yeah. Every single Druid archetype beats Big Spamage. Yeah. Mechaton. Oh. Togwagger. Maligos. Token. Taunt. Is there even anything else? All you of them. Spyfall. You could beat, uh, beat Mechaton Druid if you put in... Um, oh, yeah. The six mana... Oh, the Skull King guy. No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. but also the mana cost increase card. Oh, Nerubian Unraveler. Yeah, Nerubian Unraveler, right. But again, because just playing the, the guys is not enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right, guys. Well, uh, why don't we wrap up? Um, you know, Language Hacker, amazing having you on, man. Thanks for joining us and, uh, you know, your insight on on just the balance changes and, and sharing your experience at the HTT, man. It was real, real, a lot of fun today, and I uh, hope you had fun and too. And having, having already a 1 in 16 chance to become the next Hearthstone Bowl champion. That's, That's pretty right. good odds. That is, That's man. That's pretty damn good odds. What, what's, what's the prize for just being making into it? I forget, what's what's the top 16 prize for, for Worlds? I it's, think it's, it's pretty good. 25. Don't 25? quote me, but I think it's 25K. Nice, nice dude. Yeah, we take those. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly, right? Yeah, That's awesome, yeah. dude. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. It, it's yeah. been a real pleasure. Like it's it's nice to to have this opportunity. Yeah, and make sure to to follow you know him obviously on Twitter or all of our Twitters here, and and uh, he's going to start streaming too. So you know definitely, if you want to see more of the this kind of insight, go and go and uh, follow his Twitter channel too, or Twitch channel too, which is uh, Twitch.tv/languagehacker spelled normally. Okay, <laughs> no, no, underscores. no underscore there, right? Somebody actually took language hacker already. Yeah, wow. I mean, the guy has, I don't know, he tweets like every five minutes, so I don't think I'm ever going to get that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a squatter at all. Crazy. Uh, Gara, you want to do some shout-outs? Uh, shout-outs to my stream to Twitch TV slash Garbashaman. I stream every day. Tomorrow, I will hopefully, hopefully the, the balance mm -hmm. update will not come live at like 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. my time. That would be bad. But probably they will do it like that, right? They always... I don't know. It usually comes out they, around 1, right? Or 1 or... Somewhere between 1 the, and 4, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. like in the evening. My no, time 1 EST normally. So it, it'll be around 7 or 8 probably for you at the earliest. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I'm... I know. I don't know. I look, look forward to it, but I know it will not. Like my, <laughs> oh, my, my, my logic. Be, be positive, man. 
positive. It's like you wanna, like, you wanna, you yeah. wanna like jump into it and enjoy it, and then you're like everything in your body tells, like your brain tells you, ah, nothing. Will well, I mean, it's not like a reset. I mean, you know, it's it's only gonna, it's just mu- just slight changes, right? It's not like you're gonna instantly feel it. You know, you you have to play a good number of games even. All right, just feel it, right? So I have not play Temple Mage though. I use. <laughs> well, so if you're you know if you're a hipster, you will play Temple Mage. <laughs> Try to if win. If you hate a Temple That's Mage, that's your hipster, man. Yeah, gonna yeah. have a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No more shout outs. Shout out to Flankvichek. It was super awesome to have you all yeah. here. Congrats again. Must be nice. Like going to Worlds is like the freaking dream, man. <laughs> Can't it, imagine. It was actually it. If I can say for two more seconds, like yeah, they told us at the start uh, when we were starting the final game, like me and Bloody Face, that by the way, there's confetti. Whatever, don't freak out. And then instantly, 10 minutes later, you forget about it. So when I got up and you see me like looking around in surprise, that was just pure like, oh my God, what's happening? Like every, everything is just <laughs> overwhelming. Like it's, it's, as in, it's just incredible. Yeah, man. So when, it, when did it hit you? Like, did it, did it hit you immediately or did it, did it take like going backstage and just sitting, you know, getting a chance to be alone and, and it kind of hits you? Like no, like no exaggeration. I, I literally yesterday, I stopped having... Every 10 minutes, it would replay in my head, and I'm like, oh my god, I actually won. It, it felt like everything up until yesterday was being seen through a TV screen, like, honestly. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I mean, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm pessimistic and didn't see it happening, but, like, I don't know. It's. I mean, I think, I think most pro players are of that mindset, right? Like you're always trying to prepare for the worst and you know, most people do that for whatever reason, for defensive reasons or whatever. But, um, no, that's, that's awesome, dude. You know, I, I love hearing that. And, and again, you know, I think that, uh, it just, it will be great to see you at worlds and it will be great to meet you at BlizzCon. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing you there. Oh, speaking of which guys, I want to uh, mention that we are doing a meet and greet, uh, or a meetup, uh, HS replay and, uh, value town. Um, and we're going to be doing it in conjunction with our friends at the Angry Chicken and Frog Pants. If you're, you know, just a fan of a bunch of podcasts for um, Blizzard games, but we're going to be doing it at the Bullmore. And those of you that have gone to BlizzCon in the past, you'll know Bullmore. It's that it's the bowling alley that a lot of other parties have been at in the past, like Twitch parties or whatnot. It's the one that's in the same shopping center as Cheesecake Factory and and all all those things. So we're going to be doing that on uh, Friday night. So uh, from nine to eleven, you can come. Uh, hang out with us first 25 people get a free exclusive hs replay t-shirt which i've been designing this entire like the last like week or two so you you know hopefully you guys like it but um we'll all be there all the hs replay guys will be there so you can get a chance to meet us ask us any questions give us feedback as much you know as much as you'd like (laughs) what what you'd like to see on the site or anything like that but uh we'll do that and and, you know i'll mention it again next week too but just want to mention it for the first time now uh i want to thank you guys both of you guys for doing the show it's been an amazing show today uh everybody for watching great conversation in the the chat today too by a lot of the viewers and uh follow the show's twitter at uh, value town gg and um you can find us on all the audio channels for those of you you know on the way to work want to listen to us that's uh you know itunes google play spotify soundcloud uh and uh yeah, and make sure to leave us a review too if you enjoy um uh the show so that other people can find it too but uh if you want to watch the vod you can watch it on youtube.com slash hs replay net but that's going to be it guys for this week so for language hacker gara and myself champ mv we'll see you next week see you next time peace